When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, welcome back. So last week, I made a podcast titled Why Millennials Will Be Screwed in the Next Recession. And in that podcast, I mentioned that I would follow up with why I believe millennials are not in any way unique in terms of being in a bad financial position heading into this next recession, but that Generation X, as well as baby boomers, have many of their own problems as well. And that's what I want to follow up with today, talking about Generation X in particular and some of the unique challenges that they face. Now, for the purposes of of this podcast today, we're going to say Generation X is roughly 35 to 55 years old. Now, I know like it's it's a little amorphous and and there's a lot of disagreement over when certain generations should start and why, when they should end in terms of of years of of birth. But I'm just going to use that as sort of a rule of thumb. I'm sure some of you guys on either side of that might identify more as a boomer or as a millennial, but but that's what we'll say, 35 to 55. Now, in terms of problems heading into this next recession, you know, the big one that I noted about millennials is debt. Millennials in particular are are famous for carrying a very large amount of student loan debt. And and oftentimes it's it's student loan debt that they don't have a whole lot to show for. And I'll remind you that, that I'm a millennial myself. I carry student loan debt. I'm a grad student right now. Uh, and, and you know, so I'm no stranger to this topic. However, many millennials have, have graduated or will graduate with far less useful degrees. And that's why I say in many cases they don't have a whole lot to show for despite a, a pile of, of student loan debt. But make no mistake, Generation X carries a very large amount of debt as well. In fact, if we're just talking about dollars, uh, far more, uh, far larger pile of debt than millennials. The only difference is, is that the the vast majority of it is not student loan debt, though they do carry a very large amount of that as well. But it's actually housing debt, mortgages, basically. Uh, they also have a fair amount of, of credit card debt and auto loan debt and, and, and various other types of debt. But that's where the bulk of it is, is mortgages. And, and certainly that differs in some ways from student loan debt. Student loan debt is a basically non-collateralized form of debt, right? Uh, the, the only thing you really get out of that is a degree and, and of course, your education, the the difference is is that you know with student loan debt you can go into forbearance there's there's a lot of ways to pay less right to work out a deal with the the government not to cut down on the over amount the overall amount that you owe but the overall amount that you're paying on a month to month basis making it much more more i don't know easier for for many millennials to to stomach with something like housing debt, that's not so easy. And and we saw a pretty good example of what happens when when people are, are over-indebted in terms of, of housing debt and we head into a recession. We saw a good example of this back during the Great Recession. 
it, it ended in massive amounts of, of foreclosures. So on one hand, it is more collateralized than student loan debt. Uh, and, and it can be, you know, it can go away a lot easier than student loan debt, unless, of course, we have some massive student loan debt forgiveness program. Uh, however, when it goes away, so does the individual's equity in many cases, certainly their house, or if we're talking about auto loan debt, their their car. And so, it, it, believe me, when I say that it's a large pile of debt, it is, compared to student loan debt, we're talking trillions and trillions of dollars held by baby boomers in mortgage debt. Now, as a whole, head into the next recession, it might surprise you for me to say that for the average consumer across the board, debt would not be my primary concern. I'd be more worried about their their future income as well as the overall economic stability that, that comes along with a major devaluation of the dollar. And, and the same is sort of true for, for Generation X. Yes, I mean, that debt is a problem. Uh, many people are likely to lose their house, to, to be foreclosed on and, and essentially be homeless. However, if individuals can make it through that time period without losing the, the things that they, for instance, a house or a car that they, they uh, owe money on, um, just like with student loan debt, I think a fair bit of that debt ultimately is going to be devalued, not necessarily forgiven, but devalued because of a major devaluation of the dollar. If the dollar is only worth half of what it is right now, a third, a tenth of what it is right now, well, the same is true for the loans, meaning the loans, assuming they're not a variable rate, will be much easier to pay off for, for many of these individuals. And so that's a bit of a bonus, but that doesn't by any means mean that, that again, Generation X is at all in a good position. I mean, in many ways, the, the gold standard of financial success in one's life is their ability to save for retirement. I'm not saying that saving for retirement is a measure of overall success in one's life, far from it. But in terms of finances, being able to save and, and live fairly comfortably in retirement while carrying little to no debt into retirement, and maybe even be able to pay, pass on a, a significant amount of wealth onto your to your children, your grandchildren, that is a measure of success, and it's a long-term goal for, for the vast majority of individuals. And that is where Generation X runs into a major problem. Simply put, compared to millennials, Generation X does not have time on their side. 35 to 55 years old. The younger you are in that spectrum, I would say the better off you are. Even if you have less saved for retirement, the better off you are for as we head into this next recession. Because if you're 55 and we head into a recession next year, I mean, you're looking at retirement age, if we're going to say 65, retirement age, you know, within nine or 10 years, and a fair bit of your retirement savings that, that are held in 401ks, IRAs, stock market portfolios, whatever, is going to be wiped out. I'm not saying entirely, but you saw what happened to many individuals' retirement as a result of the Great Recession. It wasn't entirely wiped out, but they lost basically an entire decade, many individuals, right? They never got back to where they were until many years later because of how much the stock market had dropped, because of how much the housing market had dropped, because of the overall uh, uh, 
trend for, for lower and lower interest rates, which, which hurts savers as a whole. And, and I don't think that's changed. I mean, what's the most powerful tool in terms of saving in general or saving for retirement? It's compound interest. And the, the current trend is for lower and lower interest rates. Yes, I think that's going to change eventually. But that is disastrous for the current retirement plans of, of Generation Xers. Because, you know, right now, many Generation Xers, Gen Xers, are being told repeatedly by, by I'm sure, their financial advisors, and of course, don't take any of this as financial advice or anything, just my own commentary, but by their financial advisors, planners, the media, etc., that they got to get going on saving for retirement, that Generation X as a whole is not saving for retirement as well as past generations. And, and that's probably true. And, and I think Gen Xers are, are listening to that and, and they're throwing money into their retirement as, as they can. Of course, they do have a huge pile of debt, but they're throwing it into 401ks and other uh, tools to save for retirement. But what happens to that when we have a significant drop in the stock market? What happens to all of those, those retirement funds that are in something like fiat currencies or, or bonds of, of commercial or government origin? Well, they're going to go the way of the currency, right? If a currency is a significant deval- significantly devalued, so is the value of bonds domin- denominated in that currency, right? And that's a huge problem for Gen Xers. It's also a huge problem for pension funds, which I would argue are not as um, is are not going to be as damaging to Gen Xers as it will be to to baby boomers. But many Gen Xers are living right now, expecting to receive some sort of a pension as they retire. It could be a city, county, state, maybe a federal government pension. And and for a very long time, I and many others have been sounding the alarm about the. Ponzi scheme nature of of pension funds that as it stands right now pension funds are underfunded and it's not getting any better we're at the tail end of a secular bull market we're at the tail end of economic expansion and pension funds have still not been able to to get back to where they should be following the the uh, great recession and and the t- the hit they took then and so what pension funds are doing is they are trying to uh, gain the upper hand. They're trying to get a large amount of return on their investment by putting their their funds into riskier and riskier assets. Because again, in a lower and lower interest rate environment, pensions, pension funds have a difficult time uh, achieving the yield that they need to in order to pay for the future retirement of, of retirees. Usually, anywhere from like six to to eight percent. Sometimes higher, sometimes lower. In a lower interest rate environment, that becomes very difficult. And so what they do is they throw their money into things like private equity, commercial real estate, and of course, the stock market, right? Some of maybe the worst assets to be in as we head into a recession. Pensions are going to be absolutely uh, demolished in this next recession. Now, yeah, at some point, I think that that the federal government's going to come in to save the day. But that isn't going to be a good thing by any means, right? Just because you do possibly ultimately, and it's by no means a sure thing, but just because you do get your pension payout doesn't mean that those dollars are going to be worth anywhere near what they're worth today, right? And so again, I mean, the overall theme here is that Generation X 
is not in as bad of a position in terms of time as, as baby boomers, which are nearing or already in retirement. However, they haven't saved enough for retirement based on or compared to, to past generations, which might be a problem, might not be. But how they're responding to it is throwing more and more money into the very markets that are likely to lose a mass amount of their value in the coming years, in the next recession, right? And beyond that, what I believe will be a major devaluation of the U.S. dollar and fiat currencies the world over, uh, such a devaluation is going to be make make recovering from this recession very very difficult. Make recovering from this next stock market crash, bond market crash, very very difficult. Now, with that being said, I'm not saying that hope is lost for Gen Xers to to save for retirement. Uh, to to not be in the category of the individuals that will be screwed in this next recession. Just like with millennials, I, I think there's plenty of opportunity in today's world. Just like with millennials, Gen Xers have to be adaptable, um, a skill that I think many are more than capable of. There is the downside that, again, time is not on their side, especially as you get to the older parts of the the generation, uh, 50, 55 years old, you know, it becomes more difficult, I would argue, to reinvent yourself just because you have less time to to build a new business, build new skills, whatever. With that being said, you do have a ton of knowledge and experience on your side that that myself and, and many 20, 30, 40-year-olds may not have, right? By no means impossible. Many people have done it. Uh, but I think, you know, my my overall advice, my suggestions would be similar to with generate, uh, with, with millennials is that you have to prepare mentally and financially. And of course, I think financially don't take this as, as advice, of course, just my own thoughts on it. Precious metals do play a role in that, right? Preserving your, your current wealth, right? Uh, maybe it's time to not be so obsessed about yield and being able to, to, uh, have a high enough compound interest rate, uh, in your earlier years, you know, leading up to, to ultimately retirement, maybe it's time to start worrying about just preserving what wealth you currently do have. Obviously paying down debt should always be a priority, right? Mortgage debt and otherwise. Um, but prepare yourself financially, mentally, but also in terms of skills and education, you know, be ready to reinvent yourself. I'm not necessarily saying a career change, but be prepared to be laid off, be prepared to be unemployed, right? Um, have a plan, especially for those of you that have a, a family, you know, such as myself, a family that depends on you, right? Many millennials also have the advantage of, if you want to call it that, of not having a family to support. You know, certainly I would say that that's in many ways an advantage because of the, uh, well, I mean, it's, it certainly makes life much, much better. Um, it also gives you a lot more motivation, but it also means that those of us that have a family have less financial flexibility, less flexibility in terms of reinventing ourselves or relocating or whatever it might be. It also means we have less flexibility in terms of, of losing our house or something like that. Uh, but but again, be, be ready to reinvent yourself. Be ready to adapt to, to changing times, right? Uh, in many ways, the last recession was extremely disruptive to, to the U.S. economy. I think this next one is going to be even more disruptive. 
And so find something, right? And, and again, I don't know what that means. Maybe that means a small business, right? Maybe that means, I don't know, starting your own YouTube channel, right? As, as far-fetched as that seems. Maybe it means, I don't know exactly what it means for you because I don't know your specific skill set, your, your preferences, whatever, your own financial position. But by no means is, I, I think, hope lost. I think the, the big difference between millennials and, and Gen Xers in terms of preparation is that I think Gen Xers have a lot more resources, financial resources right now than millennials do. Use those to preserve your wealth. Right. Rather than obsessing about saving for retirement, I think just preserving your wealth through this next recession and maybe even looking for for bargains, right? As we come out of it at some point, bargains in land or even stocks or something like that. That'll leave you much better off than those that are scrambling to contribute as much as possible to their retirement account, only to see it wiped out in the next twelve to, to twenty-four months and, and beyond that. Um I'd love to hear your thoughts on this podcast in this video down below in the comment section. Uh, again, some a fair portion, I, I can't remember if I already said this or not, but a, a very large amount of my viewers do count themselves as Gen Xers. 35 to 54 is, is close to half of my overall watch, uh, my, my overall audience, right? It's a very significant portion. And so I'd love to hear feedback from you guys. I'd love to hear feedback, of course, from boomers, from millennials. Um, and I do look forward to to doing this very same analysis with baby boomers, which, again, has some of their own unique advantages, but also drawbacks. And, of course, you guys know where I'm going with that. Time. Time is definitely not on the side of baby boomers, especially if we head into a major pension crisis, et cetera. But I'll save that for next week. As always, I'd like to thank you all from the bottom of my heart for watching this video, listening to this podcast, and God bless.